Welcome, everyone. I am Bob Wurzelbacher, the director of the Respect Life Office for the Archdiocese of Cincinnati, and this is our video podcast series that we call Being Pro-Life. Each month, we'll discuss a different topic in the Respect Life arena. We'll hear a personal story from someone deeply affected by that issue, and finally, we'll share ways that you can get involved. This month's topic is supporting moms in their crisis pregnancies, and as always, we have a special guest. Will you please introduce yourself? My name is Nikki Stefano, and I am the Executive Director at Family and Youth Initiatives. Our base office is in New Carlisle, but we service multiple areas. All right, so Nikki, what is Family and Youth Initiatives about? I think the best way to describe what Family and Youth Initiatives is all about is that we are rescuing families and children from trauma from the womb through teens, and we do that through multiple programs, but when we're talking about trauma from abortion or child abuse, suicide, unhealthy relationships, unhealthy situations, things like that. So Nikki, that that sounds like a tall order, like a whole lot you're trying to accomplish. How much staff do you have? I have volunteers. How is is it that you go into the community and, and try to accomplish these goals here? We do this through multiple programs. We have one of our programs is our real life in school education program, where we're in six different counties going into the middle schools and the high schools to talk to students about at-risk behavior, setting long-term goals, um, the consequences of that at-risk behavior. So we're trying to be preventive on that end so that those students don't get into situations that are going to lead them into unplanned pregnancies, into um, addiction issues, into suicide issues, things like that. So if we give them some of those skills ahead of time to be preventive, we're hoping to help them keep from that trauma going forward. With our mentoring program, we're currently in the Tecumseh School Districts, and we are in the Clark County Juvenile Detention Center. And we actually have mentors that are coming on -on one-on-one with those students to help them, again, kind of just give them a caring adult to listen to them, to have somebody who cares about them. We know that when kids have an, an ACEs score of four or higher, they're more likely to drop out of school, to have an unplanned pregnancy, to have health issues that that affect them to not graduate from high school. So if we can help them to have somebody that supports them and cares about them and feeds into them, they can help make better choices and again, be more successful in their future. But our base program is the Parenting Network. And so we've been around since 1978 with that. Started out as a pregnancy call center, a pregnancy hotline center, basically and um, it has grown into three different facilities where we now work with parents who are expecting or have children up to age five. So we give them educational skills. Those who have, you know, are not sure what they're going to do about their pregnancy or how they're going to raise their child, we refer them for adoption services if, they're, if that's a, another avenue that they're looking into. But we want to just help them be the best parents that they can be. What we found is a lot of them don't have good role models and haven't had that in their lives. And so they need a support system and we become that for them. And so if we can keep them from abusing their child because they're not sure how to handle the stress of being a parent and it's parenting is stressful, you know? So we work with those parents to help encourage them, give them the education, but again, be that support system. We do one-on-one mentoring and we do group mentoring with them too. So we do group classes on safe sleep, We do them on shaken baby syndrome. That is my one big class that I'm so adamant about them having because nobody realizes how stressful it is to have a baby that's been crying for three weeks straight. And I always tell people, 
you know, nobody gets up in the morning and says, oh, I think I'm going to shake my baby today. Nobody does that. But when you're under the stress and pressure of parenting, it's easy to lose control. So when we do that class, we actually have them write out a plan of when I feel stressed and want to shake my baby, this is what I'm going to do. And we've actually had a client who has said, oh my gosh, I'm so glad I took this class because three weeks after that, I had a moment where I was under that kind of stress and that kind of pressure. And I was able to refer back to what I learned in that class and keep my baby safe. And so we know that we're making a difference in these parents' lives and and in these children's lives. So when I say we're rescuing them from this trauma, we're we're helping prevent those things from happening for them. You know, Um, we have a we have a class on preventing child sexual abuse that we do with all of our clients because several of our clients are in unhealthy relationships and they have people coming in and out of their lives that can be a threat to their children. So again, trying to protect them and prevent that trauma for their children from happening in the future too. Your organization does many different things, but how do people know about you? Like say a woman is in some kind of a crisis pregnancy or is just thinking, how am I going to raise this child? How do they find out about you? You're just well known in the community by now? I would love to say that, yes, we're very well known in the community. I would say that most of our clients come word of mouth. We have a client that will share with another person, another friend of theirs that is in a, in a crisis pregnancy or just is not prepared for that. And they, they refer that way. And we have several agencies that we do work with, we collaborate with. And so we'll get referrals that way as well. But we know that there are so many more out there that need our services that have no idea that we're here. Are there other things that you do? You got a website? We have our, our website. We have a Facebook page. We have, we're, we're in the process of trying to get a big digital sign out front in our New Carlisle facility because people drive up and down 235 every day. And they're like, what, what is that building over there? What is that? You know, and so something that maybe could draw the attention in a little bit better there. We have our brochures that we distribute. We go to different events when when we're not in the middle of COVID and, and we could go to those events and hand out our information to, to people there, different baby fairs and local fairs and things like that. So that's, we do everything that we can. We have a small staff. You asked about the staff earlier in our entire organization. We have a staff of 18 that are here part-time with, with our programs. And then we rely heavily on volunteers for the rest of the things that we need to accomplish. Do you rely on donations then, I would presume, to keep your organization afloat? We rely a lot on donations from the community. Only part of our items that we give out material assistance-wise to our clients is new. The rest is all donated items that we have. And then we rely a lot on financial contributions to our organization. We have some grant funding, but the rest is financial contributions that people come alongside of us. Our biggest need is always diapers. That is the one thing that all of our clients always need, no matter what. <laughs> and so um, we, we constantly are in need of that. So yes, do- donations from the community are, are always welcome and always needed. Do you have a story or that you want you want to share of a client? I always share my favorite story. One of the reasons that keeps me going in this mission, and, and I do feel like this is a mission. I started out as a volunteer myself. 13 years ago. And I had a client that came in, a woman that came in and she came in, was very adamant. She needed to have an abortion. And she thought that that's what we did there. And no, that's not what we do, but let's sit and talk. And we sat and we talked for a while and I listened to her story and uh, she wasn't a young mom. 
she was this older. This wasn't a teenager. And I could understand her, her reasoning why she thought that was the only option she had. But we went through, we have a process that we go through with those who are, are thinking about an abortion. And we talk through some things and we always refer for a, an ultrasound for them to make sure that they can see the, the baby. And so we, we're not a medical facility, but we refer that out. And so I made that appointment for her and then prayed with her and then she left. And when she left, I was pretty much 99% sure that she was still going to go through with the abortion because her situation and the way she expressed herself. And I personally never saw her in person again, but it was in, it was in the fall. And then that following um, summer, I came in and there was a note on my desk and it just said, Nikki, Ruthie so-and-so came in. She said, you talked her out of an abortion last fall, sorry. And she wanted you to meet her son, Jeremiah. And I say that because I didn't talk her out of anything. I listened to her and I prayed with her, but I didn't talk her out of anything. I was convinced that she was not going to listen to anything that I said when she left. But I know by the grace of God that God is the one who intervened there. But if we had not been available for her, if our network had not been there and she had not come into our office, what would she have done? It makes me so adamant that we have to be there. We have to be available. So that is one of my personal stories that I have. But we have so many wonderful, wonderful clients that have amazing stories who are just being the best parents ever. And that's one of the reasons I asked Camille to come on today because she is one of our star pupils at the network. And I just felt like she's the person that people needed to meet. Thanks for that segue. That is terrific. So indeed, Camille is with us. So Camille, welcome to the Being Pro-Life podcast. It's good to see you today. Thank you for having me. <laughs> so Camille, you are a client or a former client or currently in relationship with Family and Youth Initiatives. Tell us your story. Well, first I found out that I was pregnant. I actually had moved to Florida from Ohio all by myself, all alone. So I found out I was pregnant and it was kind of a shock. Um, like I said, I was alone, far away from home. I then started just kind of making the decision like, okay, I need to be around family. I need to, you know, come back home. So came home, started reaching out, getting involved with different programs. And the WIC program actually gave me a referral for the parenting network. And I had just moved back to Ohio. So I didn't have a job. I didn't have a place to stay. I didn't have anything. So I was kind of starting from scratch, but I found out about the Parenting Network. I started going there and it helped me tremendously just because I didn't know anything. I was a first time mom. I am a first time mom. She's my only child. So although I was 29, 28 at the time, I still did not really know much about what I was getting myself into. So you were not undecided about having this child, it sounds like, but you just needed help in addition to the family support that you went back to Ohio for in order to figure out how to help raise this child. Is that right? Yes. Yes, definitely. Yeah. So do you want to talk about anybody that you met in particular at Family and Youth Initiative, how they really helped you? 
The whole program has been extremely helpful. Every time I meet with anyone, whether it's been Nikki or whether it's been like people who don't even work there anymore, because like I say, I've been in the program for quite a while and I've actually seen the staff change, you know, but every single person that's been there has been helpful. Just the program itself, the homeworks and the classes are very, very educational. I feel like I'm have been around a lot of children in my lifetime, but being a parent is a completely different thing in itself. So, you know, the homeworks really tell you what to expect. They tell you what your child should be doing at certain ages, which is great, and what to look forward to and what they should be doing next. Luckily, my daughter is very advanced. So most of the homeworks, I'm I'm like, yes, I can see she's doing that. She's doing this. It helps draw connections, definitely. Are there other ways that FYI has also helped you? Yes, for sure. What they do is they will they'll send you home with homeworks, a couple sheets to complete, which teach you about your child or about any other help that you need. I know they have like financial assistance or like finding a job, which luckily I, that was not my issue per se. It was more of trying to figure out this mom thing. <laughs> So even outside of the classes and the homeworks, like those were very helpful, but going in and meeting with the people, you know, just talking with whoever the worker is, you know, about what's going on in your life. That's an outlet in itself. And then like Nikki was saying earlier, they also have the donations of like their store. So from doing the homeworks, you get baby bucks and then you can spend those baby bucks in the store which I love because I love to shop, but I don't have money to shop. (laughs) So it kind of allows me to do these things, learn about my daughter, plus get things for her, toys, books, clothes, shoes, anything that she's needed. My, her crib I got from there, bassinet, like literally everything that my daughter's needed from when she was born. I have received from the Parenting Network, and I donate back. (laughs) (laughs) Right. That's great. So in terms of watching your child, do you have family support for that, or is there other ways that FYI has been helpful in child care? She goes to daycare. Well, before she got in child care, there were homework assignments around daycares, child care, what to look for. That was very helpful as far as, you know, when you go into a daycare, what you should see, you know, when you go in the daycare, are they attentive? Is someone there? You know, can you check in on your child at any time? And those are things that you don't really think about, but are very, very, very important. So even before she got into daycare, they definitely did help me prepare for that. Anything else that I didn't ask you that you want to talk about to sing the praises of family and youth initiatives? I'm mostly involved with the Parenting Network, and it's my favorite program. I tell everybody about it. You know, anyone that I know that has children under the age of five or is pregnant, it's the first thing that I bring up. (laughs) I give their number out all the time. Um, I just told someone yesterday. (laughs) Just because it's just a good program. It's just they, they make you work for it. They make you learn, which sometimes you have to force people to learn. But those are life lessons and things that every parent should know, I feel like. So to make you work a little bit and then they reward you for that. And it just makes parenting a little easier. 
All right. Well, thank you, Camille, for sharing your story with us today and talking with us about how it is that Family and Youth Initiatives and their parenting network are going to help you in raising your beautiful girl. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. All right. So let's go back to Nikki. Thank you, Nikki, for letting us talk with Camille for a while. So if people are listening, right, and they're like, wow, that sounds like a great program. I would love to help and get involved. I'm sure if you are in the area, there are more ways that you can get involved than if you are not in the area. So let's talk about both. Let's start with the easier one. If you are in New Carlisle, right, or up near your area, how can you get involved and help? The best ways to get involved is to come in and volunteer with us. We are always looking for volunteers and we have three locations. So we're not just in New Carlisle. We're also in Springfield and we're also in Fairborn with our parenting networks. And so if you're close to any of those areas, we are always looking for volunteers to come in to be mentors to these parents. And one of the things Camille mentioned earlier that I forgot to mention is that we don't just do lessons for moms. We don't just mentor moms. We also mentor the dads. So male mentors are just as important as the female mentors that are coming in there. Because honestly, when we talk to those dads, I've had instances where I've been mentoring a a male, a, a dad, and I can tell him things that he should be doing or give him advice or whatever. And he'll look at me and I sound like his nagging mom, his nagging girlfriend, whatever. And, but the male mentor can come in and say the exact same thing. And he can say, oh yeah, you know what? You're right. I need to do that. And so it's just better received from a male, you know, from men to men, they understand each other better. And so, but that's an area that we definitely lack in those male mentors. We have one that's pretty here, pretty consistently in New Carlisle, but Springfield and in Fairborn have no, no male mentors there, but we, we need mentors on all levels, male and female to come in that are willing to just give some time. It doesn't have to be forever. Our networks are open 15 hours a week. And so typically a volunteer will come in for maybe three or four hours, one of those days and see some of our clients. Some people don't feel comfortable with mentoring. They, they feel like, oh, I, don't, I can't do that. Some people are great with administrative skills. Great. Do you want to come in and input all of our data that we need to do? We'll be glad to have you do that. Or even just checking in the clients when they come in and just helping them feel comfortable when they come in the door. We know that's so important. They come in and they're afraid. They don't know who we are. We need to set an atmosphere that they feel welcome and that they feel comfortable to be able to share their life experiences. Things are difficult for them and they have to trust us. So we have to build that relationship of trust with them. Another way that they can help out is just to help out with the donations part of it. Camille shared about our baby stores. You know, we're constantly bringing things in that constantly has to be straightened out and organized and kept neat and orderly. And so that the girls can do their shopping back there, even picking up donations. Once Upon a Child is is a huge donor to us. And so we pick up donations weekly from them. If I had somebody picking up donations for us, that would be amazing. (laughs) So that would be a great way to help us to be able to get those donations in for us. So so those are some ways locally people can help. Do you offer training at all for mentors? Most of our training is on the job training. So they're learning while they're there. So we we match them up with our mentors and our staff that are currently there so that they can actually start listening in and hearing. We usually start out a, vol- a new volunteer just working in the baby store and keeping things kind of straight to start off with so that when a client comes in, 
they get used to seeing their face there. I just said about how important it is for them to feel welcome and to earn that. We have to earn that trust with them. So they start seeing that familiar face in the baby store. And then we start training them on the paperwork and what they need to do there. And then we move from there to, they start sitting in and shadowing with the mentors in there. So they kind of get an understanding and we make them sit in with different mentors because we all have a different style of doing things. We all have the same things that we're doing, but just a different way that we approach things. And so for them to kind of see that there are multiple ways to deal with different clients, but every one of them still loves on them. And that the big thing I tell people when they come in, but we can train you on how to do all the paperwork. I can train you about all the lessons. I can train you what to do with the donations. What I require of you is to love on those clients. And I can't train you to do that. So if you can't do that, I don't want you there. <laughs> and and I'm I'm real upfront about that. Some people don't like that, but I'm I'm just very upfront. If you can't love on them, I you this is not the place for you to be. But you can put a lot of skills in place, though. You know, people who you know who would be good at mentoring, but people who, who are good at stocking shelves, right? People who can drive and pick things up for you, right? People who do accounting. There's so many different ways. It sounds like right where people can can get involved and also just donate. So um, do you have a website or something you want to show the, the maybe that, uh, or an address? So if people want, just want to give monetary donations, right? How it is it that they would do that? So um, our website is www.fyiohio.org. Okay. So we called it up on the screen, fyiohio.org. Okay. Correct. I see you subscribe to our newsletter. So you can put in your email and subscribe to the newsletter. I guess if you click on donate, you can talk about volunteering, which we mentioned or even yes. apply to work there, or you can make a tax deductible donation, of course, as well, even to specific programs, it sounds like. Yes, you can. All right, great. So if you have time to volunteer, and if you don't, if you want to support that, you can support the organization by donating. If you don't live in the area, and the archdiocese is pretty large, so we have listeners from everywhere, right? Are there ways you can help other than financially from a distance? Things are changing over to a virtual environment so much now because of because of the pandemic. So um, I currently have someone in Michigan that is actually writing out our thank yous because she wanted to do something to help out and she's not here physically, but she said, you know, I would be glad to do that. So she gets a copy of the the weekly donation list and she writes out those thank yous for us. So sometimes it's getting a little creative in things and finding out, but I would love to have people that could just give us some input and some ideas of how that we can do better even on things. And that is a great way to help remotely. Even I would love more ideas of how we can reach more clients. Right. So I, I presume you're open to emails or phone calls for people who just uh, want to talk about how they can help. And you can find that, I'm sure, on the website we mentioned, fyiohio.org. All right, great. Nikki, anything else we want to say briefly before we close about FYI or how it is that people can help? You know, I guess one of the things I'm, I'm always remiss if I don't mention how great our staff is and how much they love what they're doing and how passionate they are. And without this group of people that's here, this amazing team, we cannot do anything. And, you know, it is by the grace of God that we continue going. And so we covet everyone's prayers. Please be praying for us because there are days that we get tired, but we know that when people are praying and when God's behind us, he's going to give us the strength to do exactly what we need to do. And, and I just want to share that and, and just say how passionate they are. And I want more people on this team, whether they're volunteers or staff. I want them here. I want those people who are passionate about rescuing these families and these children. 
All right, great. Awesome. Well, thank you for talking with us today about some of the many ways that we as a church and in our local communities can help women in crisis pregnancies or even who are in difficult circumstances, right? Raising their young children and even helping young people avoid making decisions, right? That can lead to more difficult circumstances in their life in the first place. So thanks for spending time with us today. Well, thanks for bringing that up, Bob, because I want to remind people that being pro-life is not just about keeping someone from having an abortion. It's also about helping them with their life from now going forward and helping them have the most successful life that they can have. And I feel like that's what FYI's programs do. They, they, that's why I say we do it from the womb through teens, because we're preparing them for that life ahead to be successful. And that is so important. So I really appreciate you giving us the time to come and share that today and to be able to share one of our clients with you and just all the support that the Archdiocese has given us and, and being able to share that. So thank you. And I want to thank all our viewers and listeners for tuning in on this episode of our Being Pro-Life series. Head to the website to view all the resources talked about on this episode at www.catholicaoc.org slash being-pro-life. Thank you again for joining us today. I look forward to being with you next time.